Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. And from News Radio 570 WKVN and Ron Verb, we begin here on this Monday with uh, John Arnold. And John, welcome. First of all, what uh, took place with the markets today? Man, they went berserk in a good way. They went uh, they went bonkers. Uh, up 373 on the Dow, over 100 on the Nasdaq. I mean, it was a it was a wild ride up on, on Wall Street today. And give me some analysis as to why a lot of people are speculating it has to do with the election. What what do you hear? Well, it, it was, which is contradictory to what I've been saying for the past three months, and I'm going to stick to that story, by the way, which I'll explain here in a second. But I think, <clears throat> I think temporarily, the um, uh, the market liked the fact that Hillary Clinton was not indicted uh, and, and has been pretty much said free and clear of all the, any kind of uh, criminal charges going forward regarding her email case um, with the classified emails that she obviously. Uh, put on their private server, which is illegal, but for whatever reason, she's allowed to get away with. Um, I uh, the market liked it. They they viewed Hillary Clinton as the same old, same old, a carry forward of Barack Obama's administration. Uh, Whether the Republicans like this or not, we have we have had a nice stock market for the past uh, eight years since he's been in. It hasn't been really volatile as far as uh, down neg- negativity goes. It's, it's obviously done very well for itself. Tripled from the Dow. Since he's got in, so Wall Street's looking at this like, "Hey, uh, we're going to deal with the devil we know. Um, we like it. That means that Hillary Clinton there's a good possibility she's going to be elected tomorrow night." So, Wall, so Wall, what? Wall Street is reacting favorably then to to the events of the day, uh, pretty much anticipating her victory. Correct. So, and the other thing is, is uh, international markets like it as well. China's, Mexico's market liked it. They look at you know obviously that they see that Donald Trump as a as a, a tit for tat uh, tariff war. Um, obviously he's gonna he's gonna keep uh, the, the currency manipulation. He's gonna try to drive it to a stop. Believe it or not, you know it's weird for me to say this because it's everything everything I support uh, as far as I'm, I'm against uh, what they're doing now. But uh, the market likes it, so it's, I have to report the objective facts. So. Uh, unfortunately um, for me, and unfortunately for Democrats in the market, uh, they like it temporarily. I think overall, as I said before, you're gonna you're gonna lose the war. You, you might temporarily win this battle, but you're definitely gonna lose the war. Mm-hmm. All right. So as far so, this is all. Does it surprise you? I I was seeing somewhere where they said it's usually uh, the market usually goes up the day before election day. Yeah, I don't get any of all that. You know, you're just looking at what happened this time. Yeah, the market 2000, 2016 of November uh, is, doesn't really give a rat's patoot what happened in 1982, the day before the election. You, you get what I'm saying? So, or 1980 and so forth. So, uh, I think you know it's like when when um, we're, we're watching college football games and they say, "Well, so and so has not beat so and so." over the past uh, century, and who cares? It's a completely different team. It's irrelevant. It's all, it's all media talk. So um, I, I don't get into all that. I think that the facts lie that the market, and I've always felt this way, hedge funds 
love Hillary Clinton. Um, I, I still, I will, I, I tried not to get too political on the show, but it's her, I think that Hillary Clinton and Wall Street are in bed with each other. Uh, I think they like each other and, um, it's, it's good for them in the short run. Uh, it's an elitist type of, uh, situation and I, and I can't stand it, but hey, you know, the, the numbers are what they are. And if the market's making money, my clients are making money and that's what matters to me most. Mm-hmm. So what, so what do you see ahead or how do I, I mean, how, where do you guys as financial advisors, What's your strategy now? My strategy is 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 I'm going to stay the course until uh, until Wednesday morning. So my course is has been gold a little bit, a small slice of gold, ETF, uh, medical devices, healthcare, uh, which is finally coming off the bottom, utilities, um, consumer staples, really really boring, uh, high quality dividend paying ETFs, and then the rest I have in cash equivalents short-term bond funds, uh, excuse me, ETFs, and, um, and that's that. But it's, it's been working for us because uh, if you remember, I pulled the market, I pulled our clients out of the market now six weeks ago, um, and we had before today nine straight days of S&P 500 negativity, negative returns at the end of the market close. Uh, and that particular pullout looked to be a, a pretty um, favorable one. Now I, the irony is, is that today it recovered a lot of those those negatives that we missed. So we'll see what shakes out. But right now, my job is to protect my client's money as it's my own, and that's what I do. And right now I have the same exact situation with my own portfolios. You know, I'm playing the safety bets. I'm getting a little bit of dividends and interest off of it. Um, a majority of my money is in cash or cash equivalents right now or real estate. And... Um, and I'm just kind of riding the volatility out of. I'm scared. I'll be honest with you. I, I think if you if you pulled with the mic off, most financial advisors that are true financial advisors, not not the sales guys that are walking around neighborhoods, knocking on doors, but true financial advisors, um, you'll find that most of us are very scared. Uh, we haven't crossed this. We haven't crossed this road uh, ever. And now I want you to elaborate on this because I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna just give you a snapshot when you say that. Yeah. Most people that I talk to. You know, from uh, most people that I talk to about the economy, folks, I'm going to tell you something. They're all nervous about the economy. I mean, I was listening today about somebody that put their house up for sale because, you know, they think it's a good time to sell it, you know, on the market. It's in the you know, right area, uh, and they think it's a good time to sell it because they think the economy is going to take a turn for the worse and they won't get out of it what they can get out of it now or get a, you know, get rid of it and that kind of stuff. I, I have heard from numerous business people that they're extremely concerned if Hillary Clinton wins the election, extremely concerned about it and, uh, and you know, what that means for them and what uh, that, you know, from the price of health care to everything else. So I've heard from countless numbers of business people concerned about a Hillary Clinton election. I've heard from countless number of just Joe Bag of Donuts, and nobody seems to think the economy's going to be doing well in 2017, and most of them have a really, really bleak outlook, uh, 2008 or worse like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've I've posted, I I post on a lot of uh, Bloomberg, a lot of what I think is objective reasoning on my Facebook page, because our clients are uh, follow me on there as well, and and in addition to my nonsense. I, uh, I I do post some objective, pretty good reading, and a lot, I mean, seven out of ten economists seem to say a recession is imminent. 
Now, the good news is, before anybody starts jumping off cliffs, recession doesn't mean 2008 recession, which I think, by, by the way, and I will always take this to my grave, I think that was a depression. I don't think that was a recession. I think we were in a true depression. The difference is people think that a depression is like the Great Depression, and that's not the case. Um, a Great Depression is exactly what it was. It was great. It was it was overwhelmingly negative. It wasn't the usual depression. But I think that in 2008, 2009, we were in a, we were in a depression. So when people hear the term recession, they automatically jump to that, you know, Wall Street and the housing markets falling off, off the cliff and GMs going under and AIG's going out of business. And honestly, it's all propaganda. If we go into a recession... It's going to be like the old recessions. Yeah, your 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 pay freezes are going to happen. Your pension freezes are going to happen. Uh, unemployment, or uh, you know, the your employer's probably going to cut back on hours. Uh, it's there's going to be a slowdown, but it isn't going to be um, a mass chaos like 2008 was or 2002. And I'll, again, I'm talking out of opinion here. John Arnold doesn't have a crystal ball, but what I try to what I what I find myself being more than anything anymore as a psychologist versus a financial advisor. I'm always trying to tell people, listen, do what wealthy people do. Analyze the facts. Analyze the objective facts. Let's take it slow. Let's not, let's make, let's not rush into ridiculous conclusions and, and what's going to happen. And, and then to answer your question in the long form, uh, which I just did, and now here's the short form, uh, a lot of people um, feel the exact opposite, Ron. They think that Hillary Clinton... Um, they think that she is uh, the key to stability, and then the, mil- the millennials, which I, I happen to think are, are, are absurdly dumb. I mean, I think that that particular group of of individuals couldn't fight themselves out of a way from a bag, and um, are, are very smart with a smartphone, but nothing else other than that. They love Hillary Clinton, and they like the new norm. They, the new norm is make my twelve to eighteen bucks an hour. You know, get my Obamacare and live for today, and whatever happens, happens because my parents parents are going to always be there to bail me out. Uh, unfortunately, that's the new norm. The leadership in this country is, is dissolving. I think a lot of people in this country feel that way, and that's 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 what's scary. So, Hillary Clinton now is accepted because that's the new the new upcoming adults, the new people graduating college and and, and uh, high school have accepted that. Hey, this is life. They don't care about buying a you know a 2000 square foot home and, and an acre of land and raising a couple of kids and sending them to college they what they care about is living in an apartment for a couple of years move to another big city maximize that um you know wild wild city parties all day now move to another city apartments etc and unfortunately if the new norm who's going to be whether you like it or not the new voting uh the new voting circuit so to speak they're, they're going to carry it, and uh, it's going to take something drastic to change it. So it's that uncertainty. So you and I, the, the, the norm growing up was, you know, do good, pay raises, pension, save your money, buy what you can afford, uh, hopefully get married to the right woman or the right man, and uh, live happily ever after. That, and that's what we're used to, but now we have a complete change, and it's affecting the economy going forward. So if it sounds like I've... I've swayed over to the way personal side. It, it sounds like, but I'm not. It's direct. It's a direct result. A direct result of of the new norm, which is the new economy, which is a 12 to 12 to 18 hour an hour jobs with no benefits, and that's it's poor. And Wall Street loves it because it's better paid. It's better balance sheets and better cash flow statements and better uh, earnings per share. 
questions. Now back to the Jay Arnold Wealth Management Show. All right, Ron Verb with John Arnold. John, let's take some phone calls, all righty? Absolutely. All right, Chuck in Youngstown, you're first up. Go ahead, please. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Hey, uh, I was thinking about asking, you know, how do you save for a rainy day? But then I heard you talking about the health care and the $10, $12 an hour thing. You know, how are these how are these temp services getting away with um, with these jobs that they're giving these guys? Uh, I have I've got two friends that just recently got jobs through the temp company at different companies, and they're starting them out at ten, twelve dollars an hour, and they're not paying them. Um, you know, of course, they don't have to give them any any health care or anything. Now they're getting overtime, all the overtime they want, and they're still not having to pay them health care, <clears throat> or rather, give them health care. How are they getting away with this? Mm-hmm. I mean, they well, work. 90 days, and then they go ahead and fire them, and then they put them on another job. And then I understand that the company that my friend is working at actually owns one of the temp companies, and they've got guys that have been working on a temp company for up to 10 years, and they're still not giving them health, health benefits. How, how, how do they get away with that? I mean, how are you supposed to afford health benefits at $10, $12 an hour when you're locked in? Well, I, I get the answer that. to your question, believe it or not. It's, it's very direct. Uh, those they're allowed by law. Uh, they're considered a 1099 subcontractor. I know that for a fact because when uh, let's say we're looking for a new administrative assistant or a secretary, and I need one fast, temp services line up like crazy to, to fulfill the position with me. And their thing is, is you know, you start them out twelve dollars an hour, but you don't have payroll taxes and you don't have benefits. Which well, it seems like this one plus. company. It seems like this your company other actually owns the temp service. Uh, Chuck and I apologize, mm-hmm. calling you by your first name. I don't know your last name, but um, uh, it's who'd we lose, John? Did we lose him? Chuck, are you, are you there? Chuck, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, hang on, uh, hang on, Chuck, hang on. Wait a minute, I lo- sure. lost my connection with John. Uh, see if we can get John back for me, uh, Denny. We lost our connection there. All right, uh, let, let, let me try to get uh, let me try to get him back online or see if he uh, gets back online. What what is uh, what? Uh, let me uh, let me do a few things here, folks. First, uh, so well, no, I, I I got it here. Wait a second here. I got to get this. Okay, let me let me try this. Hang on a second, guys. All right, let me see if I can get a hold of John. Lost our connection with him. Let's see if this works. You reach a sailor. Uh, okay, that's not. Yeah, that's, I'm going into his voicemail. All right, but anyway, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can touch base with him, and, and he'll give us a call. Chuck, what is the point you're trying to make, sir? Well, well, the point I'm trying to make is is how can this temp service keep somebody on a temp uh, okay uh, for uh, up uh, to ten years? Uh, listen, this is a financial show. I get what you're saying. Okay, well, that, I mean, I you know what? That, uh, okay, and, 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 and you actually save for a rainy day with those kind of wages. That's, well, you're not. You know, uh, you know I'm, I mean, I'm asking a question for John. Where's the economy going in 2017? Listen, yeah. the guy works for a temp service. Okay, he works for them. Then he needs yeah. to go out and get a job somewhere else. Okay, oh I mean, God. you know, if you're with a temp agency, you're working temporarily. So you know, get a job somewhere else, and with that, he's temporary. Well, with me. I'm on a fixed income, but it seems like I can't seem to save. I can't seem to save any money. 
Well, then, then you, then it's going to be harder. Are you on social? Are you on? Well, we lost Chuck now. Are you on social security? Uh, I don't know. Things just aren't going my way here tonight. Thanks for your call. I, I, I'm back, and I apologize. There was some kind of malfunction on uh, that cell phone. Uh, all right. But it, my point is with Chuck, and let me just finish this. Chuck, if you work for a temporary thing, you're, you're temporary. He needs to find a job outside the temporary thing. I get what you're saying in a sense of how does he afford health care and everything. The answer is he doesn't, and that's not a good sign for the economy. And I also got what you were saying about being a senior citizen on somewhat of a fixed income. You got a $5 raise it's not going to keep up with health care that's i think part of the concern we have about the economy in 2017 let's try some more let's go to austin town sandra you're on with john arnold hello are you there yes hello yes hi um just wanted to call in first of all i really want to say what this gentleman is saying tonight i so appreciate hearing because you rarely hear from people in his business, the truth like this. Mm -hmm. They want to sell you the product they have to sell and paint a rosy picture, and it's not rosy. It's scary. And there's so much that is not... I'd like to ask him, how. why is it that so much that goes on in our financial situation with this country is not discussed in the media? That's a great question. I'm going to have to speculate on that, but I believe it's because a lot of the financial services companies are in bed with the media companies. Um, so you know, so I, I don't have any direct knowledge of that. I just want you to know that I have no proof and, or evidence. And so then I ask, you know, like some of the things, mm-hmm. you, you read one thing, it leads to another, and it all looks dire. Nothing's discussed about China possibly, you know, uh, calling in their uh, ticket. And the fact that our dollar may be replaced as the standard currency for oil and all of the ramifications that would cause, none of that's ever discussed. And, and Again, I it's a part of the elite. It's a part of that elitist new world order, I believe, uh, without being too much a conspiracy theory. Oh, my it, God. I bet you get called that all the time. Well, not really. Honestly, I try to stay focused and on point with what I do for a living, but... Every once in a while, the show gets a little bit dry. I can only talk about dividend-paying stocks and high-quality stuff for so long. So I try to I try to talk about the realization of what's going on in the world, especially in my, the United States and especially in our area, the hunting trouble in Columbia County. I, I deal with real people all the time. They come to my office at the conference table, and they say, this is what we have, and this is what I got, and this, these are my fears. And I'm just kind of one of those no BS guys that tell them, I understand your fears. You're 100% correct. And here's our strategy, and this is what we have to stick to. We don't want to we don't want to let emotions and fear guide our decisions, but we want to keep a very very close uh, finger on the trigger as far as you know. If things look really sour, we don't want to ride this thing down twenty, thirty, forty percent. So, so what do you uh, think about? All, and like I also the, want to say thank you very much for the compliment at the beginning of the show. What, what did well, you say, ma'am? Can I just ask off. one quick financial type question? No, no, please do. Please do. To? I, I have a 401k, your basic 401k through Fidelity. I, you know, you read the stuff, you hear you're supposed to invest in gold and silver, whatnot. You can't do that with a 401k. And I was told that one option is equities. So I put 5000 into a gold mine equity fund. 
what can you give me a little because I really didn't know if I can believe the people from Fidelity that I was talking to. Is that something that is a well, viable option so we have when a, you're trying we have a lot to play to talk it about, safe? We have a lot to talk about on that subject. So the first thing, first things first. What kind of risk taker are you? Are you a high risk taker, low risk taker, or average? Well, I'm 55, so I'm at that place where I have some safe money, and then I have some money that's done nothing that I want to see grow. So well, let me ask. So let me ask the question again, because I'm risk. I'm, I'm 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 completely unbiased when it comes to age. Are you a risk taker or not a risk taker? You. And this is what I'm. I'm trying to answer. I guess a little of both. Uh, you okay, know, so I you're average. Safe, you're an average risk taker. But I want to go. I can be very risky with some of it. Right. So you're an average risk taker. You're you're exactly where you should be. By the way, uh, you're you're more of like in a balanced fund, balanced uh, approach, which is half risk and half no risk. So gold, uh, gold could be um, a hedge. I use that as a hedge for inflation. I use that as a hedge as you know, if this thing goes to hell in a handbasket, then we get we still got gold. But I'm assuming, see, here's the thing. You, your money inside your 401K is tax-deferred, and, to, and it goes in tax-free. So let's assume that your tax bracket's 15%. The, the dollar, your 100% of your full dollar is going to go into that paycheck. So you're 100%. You're going to get a 15% to 20% gain immediately of something I can't do for you, that a 401K can do for you. And then if you're lucky enough to grow your money, it's going to grow tax-deferred. I would. My point is, is I would not do tax-free, tax-deferred money into anything gold at this point. What I would do is any money outside that you invest out of your 401k, maybe hedge and buy a little, maybe a gold ETF. You can call my office and give you a couple for free as an idea. Um, the other thing I want you to know is when you call Fidelity or T. Rowe Price or your 401k providers, on the other end, you are not talking to a financial manager, a financial advisor, anybody normally with any kind of financial education or license. You're talking to literally a secretary. You're talking to an order taker. So they are not advising you. They're just saying, here is what we offer, and here's what can match up to what you're trying to accomplish. So what, I'm, what I caution you or any other listeners are, to when you call those people, they're not allowed by law to give you advice. They will not. They're very good at that. They follow that to a T because they can lose their jobs and the recorded phone calls. But often misconstrued is that they are actually financial advisors and give, are giving you advice. They're not, the only thing they're saying is, based on what you're asking me, ma'am, this is the fund that might help you what you're trying to accomplish as far as getting into the fund. So to wrap it up, to wrap it up, my direct answer to you is I'm not a big fan of putting gold and silver, anything, inside a 401K plan ever. Secondly, uh, you, you want to you get together. It sounds like you're somebody who's pretty adamant about making a pretty successful retirement for his, or, you know, herself. Uh, you want to get together with a financial person that you trust or a couple of them, even if that is not me, by the way, get together with somebody you trust. They can help you because you sound like you need some guidance here. And um, that's the best advice I can give you. All right. Thank you, dear. Appreciate it, Sandra. Let's go to to Mike in Youngstown with John Arnold. Go ahead, Mike. Good evening, gentlemen. Um, Quick question. Um, If Hillary is elected, this is just my opinion, I think she'll keep the same thing that she said she's going to do, 
and she'll run this country into bankruptcy. And when we hit 22, 23 trillion, I think we're done. Now, let's say we go bankrupt. Um, where would you have money if it was money you couldn't afford to lose? Where would you put it? Where would you want to have it when this happens? Because that's exactly what's going to happen if they vote her in. I know, I know exactly where Mike's coming from. And then so you have an entrapment question there, and that's you're leading to obviously uh, precious metals. So, yeah, and nobody wants to deal in it. They all turn their head because you know it looks like you got to buy them yourself. Well, there's a couple reasons, Mike. One, uh, right now there's not a good margin. Like if you're a gold dealer or silver dealer, can't really make a lot of margin right now on on if you're selling it or buying. It. So, and obviously, if you own a business, you're in the business of making money. Secondly, you have to have a buyer on the other side to make your money on gold. So, you have, say, 40,000 ounces of gold in your, in your home. I have chickens and cows. We go into a Great Depression. Who's going to win? Me, the chickens and the cows that can produce food, or you with the, you know, the millions of dollars of the gold in your basement? So, the me, I'm going to win. So, at that time, you know, so it's a very... It's it's very safe on one end of the spectrum as far as gold been in there been since the biblical times. It's also a very scary commodity because you have to convince somebody on the other side to give you something of value in exchange for gold that might be of no value to them. Do you get what I'm saying, Mike? Yeah, I have about five thousand dollars worth of uh, coins, silver coins, three sixty four. And I figure that's what I use as a medium if he hits the fan, you know, the proverbial hits the fan. But uh, I am looking for long term, and the only thing I'm basing on is the statement, gold will never be worth nothing. You know what, though? I mean, in all all seriousness to this guy, and uh, John, you know, I mean, uh, how do I say this? I mean, I think it's somewhat nutty. No offense to you, caller, that you got this whole meltdown where you know lawlessness is going to take place, and all you all we're going to be trading, you know, chickens and cows and gold and silver <laughs> and this kind of stuff. Listen, you ask a question: Where would you invest? If you're nervous about being in the stock market, and I understand that with low interest rates. Uh, and they stay low and still, you know, prime in the market. Then I guess you sit in cash. Whether you put that cash in a coffee can, whether you put it in a bank, or whether you put it in a safe in your house, that's where you put it because that's that's your other option. I mean, this other nonsense, in my opinion, of gold and silver. You know, you think this society's going to break down to that? I, I I doubt that that will happen ever in this country, which is still the greatest marketplace in the world to be, including if Hillary Clinton gets elected. Some people are saying that if Obama got elected. The sun will come up. We will survive. We've had recessions or depressions before, and we come through it, and uh, and uh, and we will again. I think you're somewhat uh, out there on a cliff, and, I'm, and come on back in and live your life. You don't sound like a young man. Enjoy your life, and, uh, and, and you know, if, you, if you're nervous about the markets and that, then sit in cash, okay? Well, it's in a bank account right now, and it's not a whole lot. It's about 50000 but I don't want to lose it. Well, I can appreciate that. Then, then go buy a safe and, get, and, and put your 50000 in your house and hope your house doesn't burn down. I, I will not do that. I want to put it in something. Well, I got, I got an answer to it. What's wrong with being in cash? You know, I, I don't know. What's the problem? Okay. 
okay, suppose they change the color of money, or suppose they say like they did in Greece. Well, Everything you got in the bank, you lose. You know, that's possible. Well, well, anything can happen. I, I guess anything is possible, but this isn't Greece. This is the United States. All right. All right, Tiger. You're broke. Bankruptcy means the same thing, whether you're Greek or whether you're America. John, what do you got to say? And then I'll take another right. call. So he's looking, he's, I think he's looking truly for an avenue, Ron. He's not looking for uh, a debate. So I think he's looking for an avenue. What I would do, sir, is I would invest that money in marketable commodities. Marketable commodities are real estate, steel, um, wheat, wood, things that people are going to need to build homes, whether it's here or in Greece or in Ethiopia, you're going to need those things. And you got, when I say marketable, I'm not talking about going, I'm not going to Home Depot and buying two by fours. I'm talking about going and finding commodities that you understand and you believe in, whether it's commercial real estate or, or regular residential real estate, buy it at a value price where you know you can turn around and sell within a year and get a margin on it for profit. I think that, you know, things that people need will never go out of style. And, and there will always be somebody that has cash to give you for it. If I, for instance, if, if a Great Depression hit right now and uh, I had nothing else to offer other than my home, my home is probably worth top dollar $575,000. And if I had to sell that and I was in dire straits for $100,000, someone's going to gain a, a $500,000 equity immediately on that particular property, I'm going to be able to sell it. I'm going to be able to provide for my family. Right, but but to me, no offense. This is just crazy talk to me. I mean, this is, is just crazy. You, you know, and, and t- I wanted to provide an answer. I all right, provide an answer. Uh, you know what, caller? I recommend you keep your cash. All right, don't do anything stupid. All right, News Radio five seventy WKBN. Let's go to Mike in Austin Town. Hello. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Got a question, and then I'd like to hear John's comment. Uh, so my comment is, um, let's see. At one time, maybe a generation or so ago, we relied upon pensions to give us uh, retirement. Uh, uh, in, I'm a late 50s guy, and I began work, you know, late 20s, whatever, late, late teens, rather, and we started with a pension, then went to a 401k. Well, what about the young people that are just going, you know, no pension, 401k? So here's the question. If you get 10,000, um, if you got 10 years of retirement, you get 30k a year, um, you know, for retirement, you Ten years, you need three hundred thousand dollars. Twenty years, obviously, you need six hundred thousand dollars. My concern is in the future, and I think we're talking about the future, looking toward the future. How are we supposed to make this with, you know, getting five and six hundred thousand dollars worth of equity? Um, whereas before, I mean, at least you were getting a trickle that would come in every year as a pension. And I'm really kind of concerned that you know the. Government is saying, well, we're going to divert this money from the rich. We will be the rich for crying all night. What's your comment? I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out your question there without being sarcastic. I'm being okay. literal. What is, your, what is that your direct question? You know, hey, John, can I bet? You know, when he's talking about pensions, pensions were okay, but there's a lot yeah, of we pensions. Talk, we had a show on that a couple weeks Right, ago. but there's yeah. a lot of pensions that didn't pan out either that went to the Pension right. Guarantee Board. If the government wasn't there to back those pensions, they wouldn't have worked out either. And there's a lot of public pensions uh, that are in serious trouble of them ever uh, being able to pay out what, uh, what they promised. Yeah, I get that. Exactly. And that's kind of, I guess I didn't ask the question very well. When you look at a pension program, you get some money that comes in no matter what, you know, you don't have to have any, any uh, 
assets in the bank or any, any assets. You're just going to get a pension. You're going to get so much money per, per month per year. But if this shift from pensions to 401Ks, you're not going to have a pension anymore. It's all going to rely upon what yeah, that, that, those you have. Over. Yeah, those days are over, Mike. So That's it. It's, it's a matter, as a matter of fact, I'm always talking about on the show creating your own pension. Your own pension would be maybe an annuity. Maybe dividend paying stocks. Maybe you buy a, a bucket of twenty of them. Get you keep dollar cost averages over twenty years. And that becomes your your pension. But, but defined benefit you, plans, which is what you're talking about, right? Like the Teamsters will tell you, those days are over. Those yeah, days exactly. are coming to an end. Yeah, I get I get that. So my question is, when we have, uh, or my comment is, when we have people saying, well, you know, we're going to divert the money from the rich to help those that don't. I mean, can you imagine one generation ago? Telling somebody, oh, I've got four hundred thousand dollars worth of equity. They would look at you as if you're a millionaire. Four hundred thousand dollars in today's dollars, you wouldn't be able to live live for twenty years. You know what? I, I unfortunately, I think you're going to find a lot of people is based on what he said, retiring and living on social security, as many are today, with not that much money saved. They're living on social security and they're living very frugal, caller. And I think you're going to see more of that because they're going to make it more difficult with, as John talks about, these low wages to save, set money aside for retirement uh, I totally as well. I agree. All right, thanks. Totally agree. Appreciate thanks. it. With John Arnold, Ray, your comments go. We're running out of time. Real quick, the Fed, the Fed raises in December. John, what's your catalyst to stay long the stock market? The first six months of 2017. Honestly, same same thing I've been pitching. I think high quality dividend paying stocks, commodity driven stuff. Um, something that's going to hedge a little bit of that increase. But uh, I got a question for you, Ray. Who wins the election tomorrow night? I don't pick that. All right. I think I'll lean. I'll lean. I think Clinton will probably win. That I'm not. I'm not wishing for it. See ya. Thank you, Ray. Right. Hey, thank you, John. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. John Arnold here every Monday at 6. What's your, uh, he's here Mondays at 6. JAWealth.net. JAWealth.net. If you want to find him online, John Arnold on News Radio 570 WKVN.